Holy Spirit, you're invited here. Come fill up the atmosphere. Holy Spirit, you're invited here. Come fill up the atmosphere. Holy Spirit, you're invited here. Come fill up the atmosphere. In this dream, I was in California. I want to say the Bay or San Francisco area. Sunny near the ocean. I ran into a friend of mine named Zach. He used to go by the rap name Obsidian Black. And I met him. We were thrilled to see each other. I haven't seen him in such a long time. And... You know, I was, um, you know, just happy to see him. And um, he was getting tickets for something or in, in the process of getting tickets for something. I don't, and he ended up getting two tickets and he invited me to go with him. And at first I actually didn't know that I was going to go with him. But I guess... Um, you know, when I was there, I was like looking for a place to stay or something. This is how the dream was going. And actually part of the dream too was, um, I was going to stay with, um, Diane Inge, which is Brenda Matheson's sister. And, um, And so I went to, I guess, go stay with Diane, I think it was, but Brenda was there. And oddly enough, my ex-wife was there, too. And I remember um, Billy was there, which is um, Diane's son. And um, she had, like, another child who had... um, some type of um, muscular dystrophy or something like that. And that the beautiful part of that dream was he, he looked at me, like he was going through like an episode and um, he said, um, hey, did you know that Jesus is actually Hispanic? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And, uh, and I'm like, that would kind of make a lot of sense, actually, you know, because they said skin like bronze and hair like wool, you know. And when I look at my grandfather's picture, his hair is like woolly, you know, kind of. And my hair actually is kind of like that, too, in a weird sense. I always have to wear a headpiece to keep it matted down. But it's really not like like wooly wooly like um African American hair. It kind of feels like it's a mix though between, you know, that and like Caucasian hair. I have all kinds of frizzy hair issues, so I always have to mat my hair down every day. And people will tell me, like, you're not gonna get waves. I'm just like, they have no idea. Like I'm not, I'm not wearing this for waves. I'm wearing this to keep my hair down because if not it's just be like <laughs> 
poof everywhere. But um anyways, uh so I guess in this dream I was trying to find a place to live or whatever and I guess I was gonna end up staying with, with them and um so I seen Zach and you know he was just really excited, but one thing I noticed about him, man, he was living, living nice. I mean, he, he, I mean, when I seen him, just, I could just tell by the way he was dressing. It wasn't how he used to dress, you know, cause I remember how he used to dress. And, you know, we, you know, when last I seen him, he was working at Myers. And this was when, uh, misery was actually, um, robbing all these stores and, um, I didn't even know he was doing all that exactly. Like, he was kind of quiet about the stuff, you know. But he was doing it with notes. Like, he would slide notes to the clerks. And the notes would say, you know, something about give me all the money. And I guess he tried to do this to Zach two or three times. And Zach called me and was like, hey, man. Your dude keeps coming into my, into Myers over here on Cleveland Avenue. Just tell him to stop. And I'm like, what's going on? He didn't even want to tell me on the phone. You know, he was paranoid about even mentioning it on the phone. And he's like, just tell him to stop, man, because it's not going to happen. And, um, I didn't even know what was going on. And this dude, Misery, you know, he's actually the dude that, um, Man, my life is a long story, but, you know, Satan has spoke to me early on when I was a kid and, and, um, when, uh, my dad and Brenda first split up, um, and, um, I had moved out before they split up or whatever, but this is when I had opened a portal in that house. So I'm, I'm kind of like the reason things went bad, you know, because I was dabbling in the dark side and I didn't even really know what I was doing. Okay, I rebuke all demonic interference in the name of Jesus for stopping my podcast while I was speaking. Um, but yeah, my sister, like I said, she's already going downhill, going down that path. She's being promiscuous and she's even telling me, you know, how I need to be if I want to survive out there and that I shouldn't be a wimp and I need to toughen up and, you know, or the streets will eat me alive and. She was always laughing at me like she knew more about life and she was very prideful and arrogant and was just always making fun of me. But it was almost like I'll, I'll, she was like, I'll, I'll give you I'll throw you a couple bones so you at least know what's up. But I'm not going to babysit you with this stuff like, you know, she like I'm running with the Crips right now. And, and she was I mean, she was messing with a lot of different type of guys, you know, and um like I said, my dad worked all the time. Brenda worked all the time. And they partied all the time. So there was no, I mean, I was wide open for attack. Both of us were, you know, but it was way before that. I mean, my dad always dumped us off on different babysitters, you know, growing up. So, and, um, man, it was a crazy journey, this life. But, uh, anyways, after I had left the house or whatever, I think I got arrested and 
I came back and my dad wasn't there. He had already moved on and was living with another lady, but he was still paying rent for that place for like storage because he had all the stuff there. And in the event his relationship didn't work out with this lady, he had a place to go to. Or if they ever start arguing, he could just go back to his house. But um, I was there. There was no electricity. I remember we had cockroaches. There was no water. It was a dump at that point. All the neighbors, all my neighborhood friends, everybody never, they kind of stayed away from me because they knew the path I was going down, you know. And I remember I hung out with Javon Reynolds. He was a murderer. And he was real nice to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But uh, I just got pulled into that dark side, you know, and I always was teetering back and forth, you know, trying to be good, but then get pulled right back into it, you know, try to get out of it, try to go legit, work at nine to five, get pulled right back into it. That's how Satan's been doing me my whole life. Not no more, though. But, um, and it was at that time, you know, um, I was sleeping and my karaoke machine, the light turned on and then I just heard his dark demonic voice and he was like i'm gonna make you rich and famous you're gonna be the, the most famous rapper in the world and um right after that you know i met misery and he was like i'm gonna bring you to this party and i'm like dude at when i finally met him i was actually homeless living in my car so it wasn't like right after that but it wasn't long after that you know because uh, I think my dad ended up losing that place and moved in with that lady full time. So then I didn't have no place to go because the rug just got sweeped from underneath my feet. So I was actually that's when Satan had spoke to me. But it actually didn't happen until like, you know, months later or whatever, year later. I don't exactly remember. I was in and out of trouble, too. So but it was that point I was just sleeping out of this car and it was actually the Toyota Corolla. That was Brenda's, and I don't know how I come, came into possession of that. I think through my dad, uh, I bought it off of him, or he gave it to me. He bought it off of her and gave it to me. I don't remember. It's all blurred at this point, but I just know that I was sleeping in that car because I remember I even did a video about sleeping in the car called Inspire Me or something. So even when I did that Inspire Me rap video, I was, I was trying to, you know, live a right life you know but um that's when i met misery brought me to the party i was like i don't want to go but he's like there's food there so i went and uh he's like or actually it wasn't misery that brought me to that party that's where i met misery some guy brought me to that party i didn't want to go to the party it was in gehanna and he told me there would food be food there so i went and then when i went to the party he kept telling he told somebody that I rapped and that was misery and misery was like, well, tell him to come down here and rap for me because if he's really good, I'll bring him to busy bone and busy bone was part of bone thugs and harmony. And it just, it was right after the creeping on the come up album. And, um, I think right when crossroads came out or it was about to come out around that time and, um, or the East 99 album, which, was demonic. I mean, they were like demonically possessed, floating around. And then, you know, they had like satanic chants and stuff going on. So they're definitely demonic. A lot of people will debate me on that, but I don't care. Um, 
I know what it is. You know, I've, <laughs> I've done been down that road. So, but, um, anyway, so around this whole time, you know, that was going on. That's when I met Obsidian Black, Zach. I can't remember his last name. I'm trying to figure it out, man, because I need to say it. I mean, I know God's giving me dreams of people I could reach out to and try to help them to get saved before it's too late because we're in the last moments, you know. And um, so back to the dream, I'm trying to get situated and settled in and Diane's home. And uh, um, like I said, I know there's a couple kids that she has there. And one's got like some type of a muscular dystrophy or something like that. He was the one that told me that Jesus was Hispanic. That that he like went back into, you know, like the non-responsive state, like just and as you know how people with a special special needs are. They're there, but they're not there, you know. So it's kind of like that, and um. I don't know, man. I just knew there was some weird cookie stuff going on in that house. Um, Brenda tried to come at me, you know, in a, a, a way that she shouldn't have. And um, um, her son, Billy, was like doing weird things, you know, grabbing at me where he shouldn't be. And then I think he like tried to cut my hair or something like that. And, so, um, anyways, well, aside all the kookiness in that house, like, I remember I've met up with Zach because we were supposed to go to this concert and he w was so quiet about everything. And then, um, or something was going on where we're at this car. It was like his neighbor's car and these people walked up and they're like, what are you doing? That's my car. And I'm like, huh? And I looked at Zach and then they were, he was saying, well, somebody said that you needed help or something. So I came here and he was like, I was going to, we we're going to say a prayer and he held my hand and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I think the car was broke down and somebody flagged us down, Zach down to try to fix the help with the car. And he didn't know nothing about the car, but so he would say a prayer. So I held his hand. And I'm waiting, you know, to hear Jesus and I hear El Satanio or something like that. And I'm just like, at that moment, I'm like, and then when I looked at him, his eyes were black, right? And then when he came out of the prayer and I'm like, man, something's wrong. Something's off here. And I'm like, the whole time I was around him, I kept telling him about Jesus, like Jesus saved my life, man. And, you know, we're going to heaven and, and he was real quiet about it. Which that's also a sign, like if you're trying to witness to people and they kind of just look up at you and give you that look, but they're quiet and they're not saying anything, that could be a sign that they're a Satanist, you know? And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know. And then he was like, well, hey, man, are you coming or not? Because, you know, it's time to go. And I seen he was in a real nice looking, it wasn't like a suit, but he had like slacks and like a, a suit jacket on and like a nice shirt on underneath it wasn't like a tie or nothing like that and i'm like man he looked good and he and then he showed me where he lived and then i seen his house and i'm just like whoa man this dude's loaded like what is and i the whole time i wanted to ask him like what he was doing for a living now because whatever it was he was paid but that's also a sign that you know they're doing something that they're not supposed to do because a lot of christians 
not all of them, but a lot, a good, a good amount of them were in poverty, you know. But um, so um, he was like, "Come on, man, let's go." And I'm like, "Well, what? What is?" Then now I'm just curious, like where we're going, because now I'm thinking in my head, like, "Man, this might not be a place that I I should be at," you know. And I'm like, what kind of music is it? Can you tell me the artist? He's like, nah, it's a surprise. You know, don't worry. You're going to love it. There's going to be women there and everything. And then when he said there's going to be women there, that was another thing because I'm trying to stay away <laughs> from all of that. You know, if God sends me a woman, cool, you know, but I'm not going to be out there beating the pavement for it. You know, even when I was in my ex relationship, she was trying to do like threesomes and she was online looking for women and she had already had threesomes before I ever got with her, which always bothered me. You know what I mean? And, um, I just knew she wasn't equally yoked for me, you know? And I would always be praying to God, talking to God, like, God, I need to get out of this relationship. And, um, you know, I don't <laughs> I like help me get out. Like that's one thing is even though I was sad that the relationship ended, because I did love her and I was attached to her, um, she wasn't going to change, you know, like even when I quit, you know, dealing drugs and I flushed all the drugs down the toilet and told her that God took me to heaven and to hell. And she was looking at me like this dude, Zach was looking at me in the dream. Like what? Because people want to live their life. They want to have their pleasures. They want to come home, smoke their weed, drink their wine, you know, watch their entertainment. They don't want to be told that they're, they shouldn't do these things. And it's not that God's not. God did create things for us here. Yeah, we understand that. But God also knows what things have been polluted, what things have been infused with demons. And we don't. So if he tells us not to do something, it's because he's looking out for our best interest. A little kid can see a hot glowing stove and be like, ooh, and want to touch it. And you're like, no, and yell at the kid and the kids start crying and get mad at you. But you're you're saving his hand from getting burnt or worse, you know. So that's always a hard lesson to learn, you know, but God loves us, but he is. Looking out for our best itches. So anyways, man, this dream kind of just started fast forwarding, right? So we're in the car and, you know, before we get to this event or this concert or rave or whatever um, Zach is taking me to, I notice my look changes like four or five times times maybe more in the car so i'm watching myself in the car like a movie i'm watching this like a movie but it's me and him and then i see like my hairstyle changes um like he did all this stuff like this is like that he turned me into like an emo gothic punk rocker type of looking dude and he's like yeah yeah this is how you gotta look to to get get in here and i think he got fast forwarded because if you know if he if we did it slow motion I and it was really me in the body I would have resisted it so it was like boom I got took out of the body now I'm watching the movie you know so first it was me like in first person and then it was like third person now I'm watching it and it got sped up and by the time we got to where we going um you know I lost like the tie because at first I was in a full suit you know and he was he was more like a Miami 
Vice, or I don't want to say Vice because I would say uh, like the bad boys, like how Will Smith wears his suits in bad boys or whatever, you know, like no tie, just a suit jacket. Like it looks really cool or whatever. So it was like it went it went to where I was like in a business suit to where I was like looking like him. But then I had like eyeliner on my face and makeup on and a little bit away, just like some emo. And um, it fast forward like we were at this we were at like this event um, and. There, it was just disgusting. I mean, it was the whole goth thing, you know, um, women partying naked with blood all over them. Like they all had blood all over them, like all these women. And there was tons and tons of women and it was super demonic. And he was loving it because it was like he's getting all these women. I mean, there was like four or five women, you know, that that ended up in the in the car back with us. And. You know, we're driving back and they're like, all we're all, like all, it's like an orgy in a car getting to where we're to getting back to his like mini mansion condo, you know. And then the scene fast forward to the next day and it's me. Now I'm back in my body and I'm waking up and I'm looking around and I just see like 10 naked women with dried blood all over him and he's like passed out you know on like this huge long there's this huge long couch i mean this is long it's the wall and it just folded out into like a huge triple quadruple king-size bed like the whole fold along couch just could fold it come out to a whole bed so it was just him and just you know women everywhere and then like when i had woke up there was like women's arms and legs on me so i'm i took it that i engaged in this orgy with all these women and him you know and i woke up and now it's me and i'm like what what is this and i'm like no no i'm like i'm like this is not right this is demonic this is a the devil and then I just started saying, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And then I just kept saying it. And then this one late, this one girl kind of opened her eyes and just looked at me evil. Like, what? Because she was waking up to this. Right. And that one thing they don't like is if you start, you start rebuking Satan, you start rebuking their God, you know. And then it's just like the dead, like the dead were rising. Like they just all started waking up like. You could tell they were drunk and hung over and everything. So they're, they're waking up groggy with foggy minds and they're just all looking at me crazy. And they're like, what? No, like, don't, how dare you? How dare you? And then he wakes up and he's like, Oh my God, no. Because the whole time he was like, you know, he liked me because I was his friend and he wanted to show me how he figured out how to win in life and you know everything was going to be all right because he figured everything out he's going to take care of me like he was my big brother but i just had to shut up and play the role and you know he would take care of everything you know because most guys think that's what guys want you know they want to go out party they want to have all these women and 
yeah, there was a part, a time in my life where that appealed to me. You know, it doesn't no more. Nothing here appeals to me. I don't want nothing here in this world. I just want to go home and be with Jesus, period. But, um, so next thing I know is, um, it, I guess in my, in my dreams, I can always fly. Like it's ne I've never had an issue with flying in my dreams. So as soon as I seen that they started waking up, I made sure that I levitated off the floor like three or four feet, you know, he had a, a big, I mean, it was a luxury, luxurious <laughs> place. I mean, this was like a mansion, but it wasn't like a mansion. It was definitely connected to other um, spaces, but it was like a huge, huge, huge condo with like cathedral ceilings and it was like a mansion condo, so to speak. You know what I mean? And um, super, super high class, you know, luxury, luxurious apartment, you know, super, super nice. It's extremely spacious. And um, to where they were at in the living room, it kind of flowed like into the kitchen area. And I was all the way at the other end and he was at the uh, he was at the far end of the living room at the end of that area on that bed couch. And I was all the way at the other end on like, I wasn't on the couch. I was on like some type of uh, other type of real big, nice furniture looking type of bed, like an ottoman type of thing. And then there was like this huge kitchen table, like glass. And, um, and so that's where I rose up. And then I was just like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. And I was just floating in the air and I was just pointing at every single body that I saw. And I was doing this until they all woke up and then they started getting angry and they wanted to start trying to, you know, they're starting to wake up and they, they realized we must kill him. We must kill him. And then I'm like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill up the atmosphere. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill up the atmosphere. And I just kept saying this over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like man, this isn't working. Like, what's going on here, you know? And I'm like, they're really trying to come attack me. And I'm like, I just, I don't know if the demonic power was just so heavy, but I was outnumbered completely, you know what I mean? But the one thing that I was definitely aware of was my friend was like, I'm not, you, you messed up. I'm not even, I'm not going to say or do nothing. Like he was just in the bed looking at me like, man, you screwed up. They're going to murder you, you know, and that's what it was. It was like he knew they were going to kill me. And it was all these, I mean, women, you know. And so they started to come at me to try to try to murder me. And I woke up and I started recording this. So. Um. Dear Heavenly Father, Yahweh, I come to you today in the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus. And I just ask that you send your angels to save all my friends and family, the ones you know who are not baptized, born again, Christians in your name. I just ask that you can try to do not try that you can do whatever it takes to save them from the dark side, to save them from Satan. I just ask that you come into Zach's life 
immediately and save him and the circles that he's running in running in and, and and the people that he's running with if he is out in California I don't know where he's at but just from that dream I'm imagining that could be something he might not be but wherever he is if he is running in those circles I just ask that you can save him from that I haven't spoke to him in years probably since the early 2000s so I don't know and then I I ask again that you try to infiltrate, you know, my family and just get them to come to you because they're being resistant and stubborn. You know, first and foremost, my sister, Michelle, and then, you know, her husband and her kids, Cameron. I tried to preach the gospel to him and he rejected me. Um, and Caleb and Emery and my little half-brother Nikolai and Gino and their circles that they're running running in, they're being resistant. And, and I know Gino, he, he goes to church and he works at church, but that doesn't mean anything, Lord. You know, it says in your word in Matthew to be obedient and to keep your teachings, you know. So that's the requirement, you know. It's not just about accepting you as Lord and Savior, we have to walk the walk. So yes, Lord, please, please, and anybody else who's listening to this, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.